What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo Roundtable. Um, let's welcome everybody. First, we got Dash Theory TV, John. Um, we got Kim's Side Money Plans. And uh, we have Hannibal is Hungry. And Gary will be back next week. Gary's got some uh, family stuff going down. Um, but yeah, you guys, uh, I see that Tommy called us fashionably late. Um, I know that like for tomorrow, I put 5.05 or 7.05 Eastern time for the start time with the TNC radio show because we know we don't start till three minutes or four minutes after the hour. I thought I started doing that with this just to buy us a little time, but um, maybe I should make it like 7 or 9.01 p.m. so that right as Kim's alarm goes off, we just I just hit live. I won't even look or if we're talking, I'll <laughs> stop or... Um, but yeah, we were just basically talking about uh, my my son's haircut and uh, his biking accident that's going to prevent him from uh, working this summer. It's kind of a bummer, um, or at least a good portion of the summer. But hey, stuff happens, and uh, at least he uh, it could have been a lot worse, I guess. But man, if you're a driver out there and you ever do something, kid or not kid or whatever, be a man and and hang out until you and deal with it, dude. Don't. Don't leave. It's horrible. You know, you know, don't leave. And if you do, you know, to be honest, I don't mean to wish anything bad upon anybody, but I'm going to say this. Like, if you do, you deserve whatever happens, man. Because that's kind of what happened to my son. And I, I don't know. I think that that, hap- that kind of stuff is not, it's not rare anymore. It happens a lot. So, um, hey, it's what's karma. up? It's going to come back on that person some way. Yeah. You know, I mean... Hey, hey, hi, Bordura. Hi, Roy. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Jill. Uh, hi, Josh. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Rick. Um, and uh, hey, Tony, how are you? Uh, hey, Gigan, how are you? I'm going to be talking about your state here in just a second, man. You got to. Yeah. Uh, hey, Sessie, how are you? Hey, Jason Thierry, what's up, my man? Um, so, you guys who listen to the audio podcast, um, cool kind of thing i want to hear point out here because jason's in here right now um i've never done this before i don't think jason's ever done this before but i think he picked this up at the podcast movement last year and this next week um jason and i are gonna do not really sure if it has a term or whatever but we're gonna he's gonna play my podcast my audio podcast on his channel i'm gonna play his on my channel it's a way to introduce other people to other podcasts, kind of a, a different uh, strategy or tactic. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, I've never done it. I'm kind of looking forward to it. He says, nope, I am a virgin. 
<laughs> that can go cool. in so many different directions. I'm not even going to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, oh, and I see, uh, I see, uh, uh, Shiana's here with us. And by the way, she's going to be our guest the second Thursday of June, the 8th and eight, June 8th. She's going to be our guest here on the round table. So, uh, looking forward to that, um, little Canadian input. Um, let's see. And, uh, yeah, I think I've got everybody at least who's, uh, showed their face. Oh, what's up, Derek? How are you? And, uh, yeah. So you guys, um, I, I was going to start with a more fun, with a more fun one, but I just moved it back a little bit because here's how crazy things happened with Minnesota. And that's why I'm glad Giggins here. Cause he's even told me a couple things, but he's been, he comes in and, uh, um, and even he gets, he gets some of like what I'm getting or when I'm like, when we're talking about this stuff, he's, he hasn't heard it yet. And he's working up in Minnesota all the time. He works daily up there in the twin city. So we've seen, we saw Minnesota go to trying to get the language right and literally taking out things that were impossible for the companies. Um, you know, somebody had put in the comments that, uh, that, you know, that's how this works. You, you ask for more than you can get, and then you whittle it down. And it's, it's weird to me though, because what the legislature in Minnesota was originally asking for were, was something that the, that the rideshare companies couldn't do. They didn't have the ability to get the insurance that was needed. So to me, it wasn't like they were asking big and settling for less. It was more like you're asking the unspeakable and then you had all these other things. So they removed that. They removed the being active all the time, whether you're in stage uh, zero, one, two, or three. And then last week they pushed the bill. And as of Sunday night, the bill passed and it was going to guarantee gig worker rights. It was going to guarantee the, uh, the, uh, the $5 minimum for rideshare. It was going to guarantee the $1.30 dollar 35 or dollar 45 a mile and 34 cents a minute that's moving up from 60 cents and 20 cents 60 cents a mile 20 cents a minute so it's almost triple um and and this was supposed to start immediately the house had approved it the senate and it had been sent back and forth enough times all of their their session is just ending the only thing that could stand in the way of this at this point became um uh became the the governor and the governor has never in his tenure and he's been in politics for a long time but in his tenure he's never ever vetoed the power of the house and senate and this was his first ever veto he did it today by the way so sunday night they were in session all weekend um and then to, today, he he used his first veto ever to veto this. And I, again, I don't know how to read it. This is different than the Colorado thing. Um, but yeah, yep. So there's Gigan saying, yeah, this. So now the session is officially done. All the things that did need to pass needed to pass. Um, but he, uh, oh, did he? Yeah, he vetoed. Yeah, he vetoed. Now, is there so, a over, what do you call it? Not an overrun. But yeah, is there a way to overturn the veto? some vote I, that can do that i think that it's going to be the same as colorado it's going to say come back i mean they're done the session's over 
So they're going to say, come back next session with a different plan. I I mean, like, as far as like what you're talking about, like, I think that what it, I mean, I think it ends up being political pressure is that now things would be put on him. Like, why did you veto that? And now he's probably, I mean, look, I've been really, it it makes me sick. I talked to Sergio about this kind of stuff. It makes me sick how much these people are tied into politics, but it's almost like now an equation. Like he has to go back to the office and realize who did he gain from doing this, this move and who did he please that already is a supporter of his. And then the biggest question, who did he lose by doing this? So, so he was, he was paid. Yeah, I mean, look, he might not have been paid a check, but yes, he was paid. I mean, that's how I see, that's how I see everything in politics. I don't, maybe that's the wrong way to view it. Cause I know it's not, we used to say it was bribes and all oh, that politicians dirty, but if that's the case, man, they're all dirty. And I mean that because they all lobbied. are in bed with different lobbyists. The lobbies. And I mean, there's I not be- one politician out there who's not in bed with a lobbyist or a group. There's not one. That's who funds their campaigns. It might be do this for this or I'll get you this. Like It might be like a <sighs> barter system nowadays to get what they want. Well, I, I know I I remember the notice from Uber saying we're gonna we're gonna leave, and I, I know that's a pretty common tactic. Uh, when something of some kind of legislation comes in, they will threaten to go. They, they did that in California. I'm sure they did that in other places. Um, but let's play. I'll be Deva's advocate here. If they went, th- they put this in with Uber's current business model, could they make it work with with the numbers that they're they're saying? So once they got all the crap out, all the things like that weren't possible, the million dollars of medical that doesn't exist. There's no one company that does it. Once they got the being able to be active all the time, because they do have the right to appeal deactivation too, or they would have. But basically it was an, ex- it was a mirroring with just some different numbers than Seattle and, Wa- and Washington state, hmm. which like I know Chris and Sergio and some other people highly trust in, I always am looking for the trap door with unions. I just always am. I just don't believe that you can force a a, a company to look. I mean, like I'm, I, I understand that we need to have some kind of understanding here. I don't want to say what the necessary word is, but <clears throat> legislation, some kind of like, even if it's just definition, I've been saying this forever of the app based gig economy, not traditional gig economy, <clears throat> but of the app-based gig economy, because without that definition, I don't even know how we start with rules, regulations, laws, penalties, fines. I mean, because you're just making a bunch of stuff up and you haven't even defined what we're talking about. I don't know. Uh, Uber's, Uber is powerful. I mean, I guess that's I mean, obvious to say. They're pretty powerful. I mean, even in New York, they still have not figured out how much the minimum wage is going to be. Because I think Uber and DoorDash and the rest of them are saying, hey, listen, if it's too much money, you're going to have a problem. And even the mayor of, you know, most powerful place in the world, right, New York City, he's not trying to push anything in terms of getting this taken care of. So um, I'm, it, it is interesting, a Democratic mayor, I mean, mayor, a governor with a big old D next to his name vetoes the bill in a huge democratic state and i mean they've got like if you look at their line of senators and i mean they are they are 
I mean, what I would call, and I'm not saying it mean, because if you're on that, you're on that, but they're extreme left, hard. And that's what I'm saying. I'm, the only thing I can think of is how powerful the people who are running, really running that state, you know, who, you know, those, like I said, the lobbyists, who's running the state that say, hey, listen, you cannot have this. Well, I think a big thing is it's 2023 and 2024 is right around the corner. So, you know, I think even more so than thinking about the money, they're thinking about, you know, three years down the road, not just this year. Because I think when it comes to election season, that's when even people far left, far right, they tend to err a little bit more towards the center, typically, when it comes to actual voting. Now, they'll talk far left, they'll talk far right, but when it comes down to putting their money where their mouth is, rarely do they follow all the way through. Um, Uber estimated the increase of the minimum wage for drivers will call will cause ride costs to be at least fifty percent, and mm-hmm. the number of trips to drop by thirty percent. Mm-hmm. Is that over the top? You know, worst case scenario. Again, you know that's Uber's tactic is to scare everyone by saying, "If you agree with this, we're out. We're going to leave because it's too expensive." Um, do you think that would that's a possibility if they did have that minimum wage? Um, I just, I see. So here's what I wonder, like you were just talking about the actual rates. So, okay. The whole state was going to be a dollar 27 per mile, 37 per minute. Um, oh no, that's, I'm sorry. That's Washington state was going to be a dollar 45, uh, a mile, 34 cents in the twin cities. There's seven counties. And then it was, gonna, and it was going to be a dollar 25 and 34 cents anywhere in the state. Um, in Washington state, it's a dollar 27 per mile and 37 cents. And a dollar fifty and sixty-four uh, cents per minute. Um, not really basing on the per minute. You're five cents more on um, on the Seattle market compared to the Twin Cities, and you're what? You're two cents higher in Washington State than the rest of Minnesota. The cost of living in Minnesota is about one third of Seattle in the state of Washington. Mm. So my question becomes: Like, did they did they go too big? Did they ask for too much? Kind of sounds like it is with those numbers. I mean, the cost of living is that much lower, but they're asking for that much money. Uh, right, right. And obviously it passed the House and Senate in a state where we kind of thought it would, but now it gets to the governor who's never vetoed anything and stands by these people blindly. Um, and he's vetoing his first thing. So I feel like Uber, DoorDash, whoever it is, called in like their mega favor. And said, yeah. "Look, you're going to have to do this for us." Is he is he running for anything anytime soon? Like, is he run? Like, I, I got checked. Like, is he if he because if he's just got? No, like usually governors last what six years? I, I'm, t- I'm terrible with that. No, I think you. You vote every four. four? Yeah, it's just on. It's, it's every. You vote for a president, and then it's you vote for the governors and things like that two years right. later in the end. I'm wondering if he thinks he had enough time to to veto this, and people will move on and forget about it. Like I'm thinking if because if you're about to run again. This is what the other, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it don't matter because he's, you know, he may get primary. Do you know what I mean? Like it's such yeah. a bad deal. It's a, the against the worker kind of mindset of a lot of, a lot of the democratic uh, elected officials are supposed to be for the workers, which is kind of weird now, but that's, you know, the, nar- the narrative, but. Um, it, I mean, the we, other thing is even if he wasn't, <laughs> even if you have the whole term left to go, it's not like you can burn your bridges with one of your top three constituents. Yeah. It, I mean, I hate to say it that way. You just should have never gotten in bed with them in the first place. Yeah. But it, it's it, easier it, for me to say that than to be in his place and understand what it's like to have to do that. 
it reminds me of how strong um, and how powerful these these companies are. Uh, yeah, it's possible, like you said, maybe they ask for a little bit too much, and but still, um, to get that guy to say no when he well, that's why I'm saying no. if like maybe like look, I, I don't I don't know how to estimate that difference, but if you're talking about a third of the cost of living, let's just use Seattle's dollar fifty a mile and sixty four cents, and they asked for a dollar forty five and thirty four. Okay, maybe leave the thirty four, but. Like would it even, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of, I mean, I don't think it's the solution for life, but even a dollar per mile, wouldn't that have been a hell of a lot better than 60 cents? Yeah. And moving the 20 cents up to 34. I know it's not, it's not life changing people, but it's life changing enough to, to live, to put you above the, you know, what's going on in this country right now and inflation and everything, you'd be ahead of the game more than way more than most. And I feel like if that would have come to his desk and then Uber called him and said, Hey, we need to pull our strings here and you need to veto this. I feel like that veto would have been a lot harder for him to do with a smaller number. Yeah. Because he yeah. could have been like, I don't see how I can't, how I can veto this. This is actually a, it's like in Connecticut, they want rideshare drivers to be paid four times minimum wage on a, on a minimum active hour. And to me, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Obviously I want us all to get paid the most that we can, but I think we need to be realistic too. And asking for four times the, and I'm not talking about the federal low income. I'm talking about the 1066. It is minimum wage in Connecticut. You know, they're looking at wanting ride share and, and delivery drivers to get four to, 400% of minimum wage. Well, what's the point of minimum wage then? Well, I think the other thing you got to think about is not only does it impact, I think, you know, the the rideshare companies, but if we're talking about who's going to go and leave other companies, like if I'm working at McDonald's, Chipotle, even a lot of grocery stores, a lot of, you know, high volume employers. And all of a sudden you tell me I can go from making $15 an hour, $20 an hour doing this to making $40 an hour doing Uber Eats, doing Lyft or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, that's going to impact those companies as well. So I think just as much as DoorDash and uh, Uber have some skin in the game, I think there's some other companies that have skin in the game too that are, you know, maybe not at first glance who you would think. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But I guess, Steve, if, are you, are you, I mean, I think I'm, I'm catching it, but just, I guess, to be clarified, do you think the people who put this bill up to the go to the governor they it just was it was too pie in the sky it was looked too favorable and it wasn't realistic to a point yeah. where the governor kind of was it, it's easy for him to say well this is not going to work you know like i said the, the prices like i said other companies other employers it just wasn't going to be sustainable and it kind and, of i mean i think the, the i mean the hardest thing for me to understand is that this is you know look i don't know how i feel about all their house members and their senate members i don't live there but i so i don't watch the day-to-day -day of how they get along how they work but all i do know is this governor has never ever vetoed anything that these people can put together is he running this has now become office? the first thing in his career and he's not a first year politician he's been doing this for years and years and years do you know if he's going to run for a higher office uh, i don't know i feel like because you know, a lot of times people take steps prior to them putting their hat in their race for a higher office. So they don't want to do anything to rock the boat to get the ballot and get into the running. So I'm just curious if 
I mean, I don't know what the higher office in Minnesota would be. And I don't I'm saying like if he's a governor, I'm saying like president, running, vice president. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, who's he gonna I don't I don't know how he stands. I've never heard his name himself. mentioned as a presidential, even like one of the first 15 that they're gonna look at. Like, I don't even know if he's being scouted or whatever. People, how many times, though, around, you know, what, two years before election, even a year before election, like all these governors and senators come out of like the woodworks and you're like, who's that person? I've never heard of them before ever. And then like all of a sudden you have all these people and they have to narrow it down. And, you know, I'm just thinking it's like one of those cases where I honestly, I don't know anything about the Minnesota governor, but you, you, you just never know. There might be something further down the road that he's looking at that we don't will never know or we don't know about that might position him for a better position later on yeah a yeah. big fat check <laughs> uh, really, <laughs> so gigan really good... up there says that um he expects he will at some point i'm guessing he means run for something bigger well sometimes um, they go from like a governor to being like a senator where they're still representing their state but you know on a yeah but, what, level. But, but what's her name What's the the hard left one that's senator right now? She's kind of new from Minnesota. I don't see her going anywhere for a while. No. I don't know. I I, I really have no idea. All I know is that this guy doesn't veto. He goes with the party. He's known to be a party supporter. And while I say I should, you should vote on. um, uh, No, I wasn't thinking Omar. I was thinking of the, uh, oh my gosh, it's going to come to me, but um, yeah, Omar too is there, but um, you know, it's the, it's that he vote he votes with the party. He's not somebody who ever strays the party. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't do that. He, he votes with the party and the party there is very strong. Um, so, I mean, he, so I guess he, a he, he broke his rhythm today, today and I don't even know if his reasons align with the party. So that's the, here's the question is if how much did it pass by initially by the, the legislature? Because I was just looking this up and they can repass that bill with a two thirds vote. And then that would override the veto. So they can run it back depending on how much it passed by. Even if the session's over though. Well, there'd be a repass. So that would be the same session. It would be the next session when this comes back around. So is the question, do they try to repass that same bill or do they try to bring the numbers down and pass a new bill potentially? And get all I, get I mean, I'm guessing, but I thought it was kind of close, but I could be wrong. I remember reading it was not. I mean, they're, they're all usually pretty close, even in the states where you'd expect it to be really swing the other way. They're all right. they're usually all pretty close. That's, that's probably why that two thirds, you know, limit is so hard to hit. Exactly. Yeah. Is it two thirds of both the House and Senate? He has to be two thirds correct both. I mean, that even makes it harder though, because you usually have more. Usually have a balance in at least one of them. I mean, so right. if you get even if you get two thirds really in tight. one, the the chances of doing it in both that's that would be pretty crazy. Right. That's why. You, that's why it's probably rare that it ever happens. Yeah, but it's also rare that a senator that most senator that most governors veto bills. And it's really crazy that he's vetoing one that kind of goes along with everything he's about. (laughs) He's, he's about labor. He's about this, that, the other. So like when Hannibal asked, is he running for reelection? I I mean, I started thinking about that. Probably not because 
my guess is, is like he's making deals with, with the companies or something because he can't be looking at a long-term career because he just showed his constituents. He's not doing what he promised. Yeah. So usually you, you do something crazy like that and you're landing a nice cushy position um, where you're not being in politics. You, you're in a yeah. private sector with a really nice position. That's usually what would happen. So um, I'm thinking we need to, I still need to figure out what's going to happen here in New York city. Um, we already see what happens in California. Usually, you know, you know, talk especially the you know big liberal areas. What's happening in New York? It's still taking forever to figure out what exactly the, the amount is going to be. Once that kind of figures itself out, maybe other areas start to position themselves as well, more accordingly to like standard of living. You know, you're not trying to ask for was it under uh, Connecticut? I think it was like thirty something hours a thousand hour doing something else. So it has to be more realistic <laughs> to where you live. To see how this all filters out, because I think they will have these laws everywhere eventually. Yeah, I mean that's and that's why I'm saying like you know did this? I think that I I really do think they overreached. You know, so when we talked about the bill here in Colorado, um, not passing, like I've said, it had no numbers attached to it, so there were no per mile per because they weren't Stephanie, who is a gig worker here wasn't basing it on that because we were already to upfront pricing. All these other states are fighting based, even if they're at upfront pricing now, they're still fighting on based on the last rate cards because sure. they think that's the only way to truly display what's going on. And I agree with that. I think that you really can't show people who don't understand what's going on unless you're using a, here's what they're paid per mile per minute. Yeah. Yeah, I think whatever passes, whatever it does, you know, whatever state, you know, to look at those numbers. But I think it has to factor in, you know, some cost of living, you know, some percentages, some ratios to minimum wage and things like that. I think you just can't look at flat, hard numbers there. Yeah. The other thing Tony's saying, you know, this, you know. Um, so to this, Tony, I would say that um, one thing for sure that um, – I think you know this. I, I don't know if anybody else knows this, but I know a couple of guys who do a Sunday morning, very early live stream called the Taxi Hour. Known these guys for a while. They're really good guys. Um, one of them, Ed, is uh, was a taxi driver in New York City for 50 years. And the other guy, John, was a taxi driver in Minnesota. And they do a co-podcast from the two. Um, and I, I've jumped on there before. And they actually have a, a cab industry in Minnesota in the Twin Cities that isn't quite dead yet as much as others. So I'm wondering, too, if part of it is trying to push hard for a revival of cab industry. Because, look, let's I mean, even if it's not exactly right, what Hannibal was saying about, what, 50% higher rates? That's, that's what Uber is saying. Right. I mean, even if it's not quite that, because they were saying some cases could even double. So, but I mean, even at 50% higher, people aren't going to, I mean, I know we talk about people are, it's engulfed into your life, but people aren't going to spend twice as much on an Uber. They will, they will get, they'll get creative and either get a car, start using public transportation, get a bike. I know it's Minnesota. Yeah. I know it can snow up there a lot. I don't know. You know, get some reindeer and a sleigh. I don't know. <laughs> You know, <laughs> Dog I mean, come back. I guess my, my point is, is people aren't just going to keep paying this. Like Uber's not at a point where they can just call the shots on pricing. People no. are 
they look at him like, okay, I guess I'll figure some other way to get to where I need to go. It's, it, it, I'm sure it's a breaking point of how much money you're willing to spend uh, because they made it so cheap earlier, like a couple of years ago, where it was so cheap and everyone was making money. And, and, and now, no matter it. where you are in the standings, look, I mean, nobody can, not many anyway. If you do tell me this, okay, good for you. But I don't think any of us can say we're earning at our best right now. And I'm not saying that on a based on the apps or anything. I'm just saying I'm even talking about other things I do. I'm just talking about the cost of living, groceries, life. Like it's just tough right now across yeah. the board for everybody. I mean, if it's not, I'd be shocked if somebody in this chat's like, dude, I'm, what are you talking about? I'm on easy streets. The best <laughs> best start to a year of seeing. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, well, where are you living? You know, because oh uh, yeah, let me know your portfolio. Yeah, because I mean, like, I'm not saying that, you know, I can't earn what I was or any of that. No, in fact, I can. But the problem is, is the value of that money isn't going very far. <laughs> yeah, so it's not what you earn, it's what you're spending nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I can't go to the grocery store for less than a few hundred dollars. It's just impossible. And it's just Max and I. I mean, again, I've told you guys, but it's like throwing food down a garbage disposal at them, but. You know, it's still just the two of us, man. It shouldn't be that much, and I can't do it. No, I think that's going to be the other challenge with all these bills. Is, is it's inflation is hitting all the ride share prices so hard already. Can't imagine them going up any higher than they already are. Yeah, but obviously, one thing for sure is that Uber made it sound like, hey, if you take this other language out, so they were playing ball through this whole Minnesota thing, and then all of a sudden it was like. You know, okay, but if you take this out and stuff, maybe we can work with you. And then they, again, they get them to like take that out. And again, some of it was impossible to do. So of course it should go out, but they get them to take out the other parts too. And then making it look like they're working with them. Okay. Yeah. Let's, and let's do these numbers. Okay. And then they pass it. And of course they find that person who can veto it for them. It's like, why'd you even bother telling them to take all the other things out when you knew in the end, if it got through, you were just going to have it killed psychological warfare i know but it, to me it would have looked better to have them pass the stupid bill as it was with like undoable standards you need to carry a million dollars in medical that's not offered in this country so i guess we can't do business here yeah i mean that to me that would just make the state of minnesota look stupid you know, because you'd literally be like, why did you not? I mean, you don't have somebody that can like look into this and make sure that that's a thing that's offered. I mean, the four of us could find out if that insurance was offered in five minutes. They, they don't have a team of people that can make sure what they're asking for is doable. I don't know. I just don't believe that. Um, not even for a second. <clears throat> but the other thing, we'll kind of move through this a little quicker. Um, and then John has a story, Kim has a story, um, and again, there's some other ones, but this new rideshare company, um, has kind of been blowing my mind this week. I talked about it on the audio podcast. Uh, the app is called blackwolfapp.com. If you guys uh, look it up, this is rideshare for Atlanta and New York where they do offer I was going through the website. They do have a, it defaults to the, to this one, to the primary, but there is a way to say you'd rather not, but they're still skilled. But basically what it is, is every rideshare driver is armed. <laughs> you have to be armed to drive on this platform. So 
Yeah, I mean, it was talking about celebrities and people who need money and stuff and whatnot. But it also said getting your kids places. And again, they're hitting, you know, places like Atlanta and New York where, you know, there is a lot of stress in the like getting into ride shares. I proposed the other day when I was talking about this that maybe, you know, just maybe people like, look, I mean, in ride share, you have to click a box saying you don't have a gun. But in here in Denver, I know rideshare drivers that carry guns. So, are, are they offering <coughs> private security as well? Like, is it like a dual type of thing since they have celebrities? If, if you go to the if you I'm... go to the website, it kind of looks like it, and it looks like it could be if you really want it to. Like, it looks like you could really beef this up. But I mean, you can just get rides. This says it's sold as executive protection for yeah. people who are worried about their personal safety. So okay, so Great. if I if I'm an executive and I get I hail one of these cabs, they will protect me from from attacks, not themselves, because I'm sure yeah, they have a gun they can protect themselves. But like me, are they protecting me too? If they're protecting me, then. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. I mean, look, uh, Dan, I mean, it, it, it kind mean... of defeats the the purpose of the service. If like, how many people have you lost? Well, only five this year. But... <laughs> Brandon, yeah, yeah, Brandon that's a low rating. Even, Brandon isn't even doing ride sharing; he's carrying. So he's doing food delivery and spark and carrying. So look, I mean, I mean, I'm <laughs> pro carry. It's just, I'm, I guess, I'm just saying that with this one. Well, here's some of the the caveats that came with it. They are properly trained um by the company they are they actually have real background checks done not checker they said um, they have actually the people have military and security backgrounds yeah i mean you and it's not just you have a license you have to you, you it, it also like i actually looked at the application i was going through it and it's like not only do you need your concealed permit but you need to know how to operate a pistol and a shotgun <laughs> oh, Jesus. it's not a very gta to me like <laughs> The rides sound expensive. I don't think you're getting a really uh, cheap ride if you if you're hiring someone that has all this experience and they're going to drive you around. Like that seems expensive. It seems like it's for the CEOs and very important people. Yeah. That's has that right. But even where income. John was looking on the homepage, there's like um, like a subtitle that says something that kind of puts it down there to even like your kids or your family get them safely. Like the third option over is uh, school kids. It's, it's like, I mean, one, like the first option is like ambassador's daughter or something like that. I'm sure. Right. But the first option is like armed driver. The second option is unarmed driver. But that, but if you look into the website, the unarmed driver is like a black belt in karate, carries mace. So it's like he's still John Wickman fighter ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third one over was like mini school bus or something. Like we can get your kids to school. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, are they in suits too? Because that'd be kind of. They actually <laughs> are. They better tuck that shirt in. That's all I know. They, I mean, they look like they're in shirt and suited. The only thing they're missing in the website on the pictures that I would expect is like the earpiece thing. Yeah. Who are they talking to? You? I don't know. <laughs> it's just the only thing missing. It looked like that kind of so thing. Everything, everything's an Escalade. It's... Well, if you're yeah, John I... Wick, you don't need an earpiece. You just get it done. <laughs> Yeah, this is for people who have money. It's, I mean, I think it's still it's worth the service. Like, I'm sure it's something that's worth for people, but it's, it's for people but who if have he can a get lot the, of money. But, it, but if this, and I was looking at the CEO, um, he's got, he has some combat training and things like this. So I was looking at it, I'm thinking, you know, 
this is we've seen other rideshares try and start up. It's very hard to compete with these. He is offering something the others don't. And so even if it's a little more, but they still even have a ride where the guy just carries. Some people might even just not the very top tier people that would need it, but some people might just choose an extra eight bucks. Tony says, ride Tony says he's, I don't he's, know. He's going to sign Atlanta. up. Tony, you have you have a combat training. Tony has he has like oh, a mace. How many guns do you have? A shotgun. It seems it's oh. only an extra eight bucks. There's no way that this is an extra eight bucks. There's no way. I know, no but way. okay. Let's say a fifteen dollar ride is maybe. Let's. I mean, I know that they do some like very extensive stuff, but they obviously have like ride share going on too. So I mean, like maybe, maybe it's thirty. It, 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 they should charge more. That's what I'm saying. Like they should. Yeah. Like I yeah. think if you have someone that can do all these things, but for the average poor-ish person, <laughs> they may not be able to afford work. this. Yeah, this kind of safety, which is been it's unfortunate, but it is what it is, right? They, these people probably deserve to get paid a, a really good amount. Um, Tony says it's sixty dollars base pay. Wait, the, is it right? Is it sixty? Of, well, damn it! I need to sign up too. Like I, I can't ride, do like for the ride or for the driver. Yeah. For like you, the driver, Tony. After you move, I to think Atlanta. That's, that's why he said he wants to sign up. I think it is probably sixty dollars <laughs> base pay. I'll well, sign I mean, up yeah, too. You're putting your life on the line. I mean, you're basically becoming a. Well, Jason what is Statham. what's beyond the base pay though? Is it $60. mileage? Because I mean, is it Tip? mileage and stuff, or is there like if you're shot at, you get a, a surge? <laughs> get a surge. <laughs> The more Surge stars you get, the more you pay. <laughs> you get five star, you get five hundred dollars extra. How, how often are you going to encounter anything? I think I'm, I I might be small, but I am mighty. You know, I do. I do find it surprising that with Alto <laughs> in L.A. and um, Texas only, that this company isn't going to L.A. Because I would think they'd clean up with celebrities. I mean, yeah. just only because, I like, mean, I know celebrities already a lot of them have their own security and whatnot. But it's be it's it's I I do a lot of shows and stuff. You'd be surprised how much of this stuff is last minute, trying to find these people safe rides and they're using, yeah, they're using regular Ubers like everybody else. It would. Yeah. Work, I think that's why they have, they center the Atlanta, it would, New York. It work really well in my neck of the woods with all the Wall Street people and all the CEOs traveling into the city. Like it would actually and the new Netflix really playground well. that you got. <laughs> Yeah, the whole new Netflix thing I mean, coming. Tim's it's, got a whole no. new Netflix movie world coming. So when you pick which one you want, like so get the app. Right? So you have the guy. You can get a guy with a pistol, but you can get a guy with two pistols. That's XL, or like XL is the shotgun. Like you get to pick which has the guns that could protect you. You get to like get like a driver and a guy riding a shotgun with a shotgun. I mean, it looked that's like extra. it looked like it, I don't know how I was digging pretty deep in the site, but I saw a picture there where there were three people. Oh, that's, who were assigned to one ride. That's kind of cool. There's no way that's more than $8 a ride. <laughs> I just, if I stay for a month, I will get one ride just to experience that for a second. You know? right, where are you going okay. to drop off at? But here's, I don't know. Here's, my, here's my other question. So here's why I kind of thought the model, I mean, is it ready for every city debut? Heck no. No, most cities, no. But I mean, would it be popular in a lot? Here's one thing I have to say is that would you feel better about, or if you're if you're riding in a rideshare, do you think Uber and Lyft drivers will get ri robbed first as opposed to these drivers? Well, obviously. So this is what I think. I think 
the drivers won't get robbed, but if I see a car that has this high client, I'm like, where is this going to drop this person off at? When they get out of that car, then, hey, <laughs> your stop is over. Good luck out there. Usually they get you into what you're doing or whatever. I mean, like, cause it's gonna That's the same as what already goes on with, with private security and whatnot. So, I mean, that's going on daily in, in all the big cities, you know, in John city and, and all of us that are in big areas. I mean, like it's going on all the time, but we just don't see it. But I'm just, I'm saying like, you know, somebody's not going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to carjack a rideshare driver tonight. They're not going to go to, um, to this thing. They're going to no, go to especially Uber. Especially if the vehicle the has people... the, the, you know, the pres presidential tints. You can't see what's going on. It would be a bad idea. You have, you know, uh, a would-be criminal would like to have some idea what's going on before they pounce. So if you don't have no idea what's in this car, who's in this car, this big SUV, it, that probably would not be the best start. You go to somewhere more, uh, I guess, accessible. Yeah, most criminals aren't trying to play hard mode every day. Exactly, yeah. And I think Tony's going to jump in. So I don't know if he, again, I don't know what his yeah. training is. Um, if he knows how to use a shotgun, but but look, um, if he's taking somebody a hundred miles to an airport, so what? He's gonna make, you know, he's gonna make what a hundred and seventy-five and sixty. He's gonna make what two thirty-five for an hour and a half's work. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good, man. <laughs> Can't complain about that. <laughs> I mean, look, here's here's my point. If you're driving Uber or Lyft and you have some tactical background and you are, are, are already carrying, I don't know why, if this is in your city, you wouldn't That's apply true. for this. Yes, I totally agree. Sign up now. What's yeah. the point? You're already doing it. You're Yeah, you're doing it for $2 rides. Just got to get a suit, though. Yeah. And, but, and get it fitted. Yeah. You know what, man? Yeah, I, like, drove, I drove uh, black car service and limo and yeah. I had to wear a suit, but... I got paid good, so you know what? I don't have I don't have a problem doing things if I get paid good. Yeah, I'm not, you get paid. I don't care, money, man. wear the suit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, some people get like, you know, I'm not going to wear a suit. Like, okay, well, I want to be paid ten times what you are being paid, so I'm going to wear the suit. And I don't care. Like, tactical, <laughs> tactical food delivery, Kim. Like, <laughs> should protect your food. Hey, that would like be, I said, that'd I, be pretty I am sweet. Small. But I am mighty. <laughs> I mean, if you had a lot of money, it'd be pretty cool to like call again. They're called Black Wolf. It's called Black Wolf app. If you guys want to look it up, dot com. But Black Wolf and get the one of the three car security services and have them go pick up your McDonald's. Yeah, be secure. All jokes put aside, though, when I was in college, I wanted to be an FBI agent, but I'm too small. So I couldn't. Wait, there's a height. There's a height requirement. Yeah, wow. I think it's like five eight. I think. Wow, five, four, really? Five, five, it, there's actually a height requirement. Yeah. I wonder if there is now, though, Kim. Like, we're so. Woke. I don't know. I mean, now it's is, probably it's, like, hey, we can't. I graduated in two thousand. So. <laughs> wow, I did, I did not know that. Yeah. I, I think all that kind of stuff's gone. I hear you, and Kim's younger than me, but came up around the same time ish, and honestly, I yeah. I bet you that's gone. <laughs> Because I bet you I they have know. to have a quota I mean, even. A like you, you got pieces. your five people under five eight. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I understand it because if you're in the but, field, yeah. I would assume from like a combat standpoint, you would need to have some height and some weight on you. And God, when I was in college, I was under a hundred pounds, and I was like, well, I'm still five two, but yeah. 
I get it. I, it, I was just squashing my dreams of FBI agent. <laughs> so um, I know, uh, I think he was in here too a little bit ago anyway. I think I saw him, uh, Christopher Taylor. Yeah, uh, I know he was, I think he was the one that sent this over before I had seen it. Um, but I know that it's all over right now. And I know John wants to talk about it. And I know it's in John's city. Everything's um, coming from my city. It's sometimes it's good, but it's not in this case. Oh, we'll see. We'll but it's see. gonna make it easier for you to finally do one of these and tell us about it. Because yeah, now you, you don't have to be part of Waymo and all this. So I don't know. Do you uh, want to tell us about this? Because I so this is the uh, the the thing that's coming to Phoenix, Arizona. It's interesting. So Waymo's been out here, but uh essentially Uber is going to be partnered with Waymo to deliver food and robo taxis. So, you know, uh, hopefully these are all no tip orders and, you know, they're just going to leave the orders with the tips for the real people or either that or Uber is going to steal all the tips. I don't know. One of the two things is going to happen, but uh, a set number of Waymo vehicles will be available to Uber riders and Uber eats delivery customers in Phoenix. Uh, where the company apparently recently doubled its service area to 180 square miles. Okay, so that's why I've been seeing them around more places. Um, so, yeah, that's the big thing about it. You know, their robo-taxis uh, are delivering. I think last week we, or maybe a couple of weeks ago, we were just talking about drones delivering food in Phoenix. Um, earlier this year, or maybe it was late last year, drones delivering for Walmart in Phoenix. Um, my market is getting smaller it feels like it feels like the robots are coming yeah and i mean the other thing too is that like now uber again i, I don't even know this is uber's fourth team up with waymo then and in between they've sued each other many times <laughs> like, these it's companies like very are very strange um the way they keep doing this like they they partner up for six months they hate each other they go to court and waste tons of money and then they come out of it and they remerge and then they it i mean i don't know waymo is a worldwide leader in autonomous uber isn't even on the map mm -hmm. so i don't know i find uber that, has a court case with autonomous uber i know and it's that's another thing man it seems like a horrible time to be starting this program up in that area i know that the court case won't take place in maricopa county but it that court case starts in june yeah it actually it's mentioned in here in the article about uh you know Uber's infamous run with autonomous, their autonomous division and that incident happening and how that ended that autonomous division of Uber. You're thinking yeah. maybe they should wait until that, that situation is done before they, you know, link up again uh, with Waymo. And just, if anything goes wrong, they're just going to blame it on Waymo this time. <laughs> so is, um, is this one uh, going to be like Vegas or is this going to be like San Francisco where it's unmanned? Uh, I don't believe if it's, I believe these are still made in the Waymo ones around Phoenix, but um, I don't know because I, I feel like with food delivery, you have to have somebody in there to take the food out of the car. Otherwise, you're asking me to go deliver my food and me to go and get it from this driverless vehicle. That's See, I don't get that either. Remember those neuro things that um, like have the exterior loading bays so you can just pull your food out of different bays and it, it just looks like a weird little vehicle. Right. I don't understand why they're not using why are they why are they using four hundred and plus four hundred thousand dollar plus vehicles that already don't work very well to deliver two dollar orders? Range. 
I mean, I I, like I'm, I'm not sure what they're hoping to get out of that. I thought the whole idea was rideshare. I mean, I don't see making half million dollar cars to deliver $2 food as a solution for the delivery. Well, I, feel, I feel like for, for Waymo, it's like Waymo is using it to make money from Uber more than anything, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I guess Uber has a larger reach than Waymo to get it out there because Waymo used to be that you had to be affiliated with Waymo or sign something or whatever to be able to even use those cars. So this is finally opening it up to the public. But I feel like, you know, again, they're doing it. Like, look, I've talked to experts in this field. I've talked to people who are in this industry who said it's not there. If If every single person I've talked to, which is what it is, has said it's not there. Now, to what degrees they say it or differ, sure, but it's not there. If it's not there, how is it safe enough to be live? Yeah. I mean, I don't have anybody disagree with me that it's not there. Nobody. Everybody I've asked said, yeah, but by 2025, or some people are like, dude, maybe 50 years, we'll see something like level five. But, you know, like, I mean, it, it just differs, but these are experts in the field who just openly acknowledge we're not there. But yet we're running live testing in Phoenix. And and why do we hate Phoenix so much? <laughs> like, why do we? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, we already killed, Uber already killed somebody there. Like Waymo wants to put their good name on with Uber and send them out again. I think or... with Uber, they tried their own way. It, like I said, someone's passed on, you know, someone died. Waymo's probably trying to survive. I think this is just probably a temporary um event you know temporary situation where they kind of need each other and i'm sure they'll sue each other in the next couple of months you know like you know waymo needs work probably and uber don't know what they're doing so like this is just another it's like that on on off off against relationship it it, both are not good with each other but they're lonely so they're together for a while (laughs) they'll break up again it's a whole thing i don't know they're they're more worse apart than they are together yeah yeah yeah, probably Yeah, but Wayne, but I mean, look, you guys know where I'm at with autonomous. We're not there. I think it's more of I think it's more of a joke at this point than I do a reality. Because I and I by that I mean they just lie so much to the public for the PR reasons, but they lie all the time. And at this point, it's just become like, look, we know it's not safe. We know that testing goes bad. I mean, like what happened in San Francisco and what we saw, like finally saw some real news about. You know, how San Francisco feels about that damn thing. You know, even the governor was like, I have my hands are tied. We don't want them here. You know, like, so I was kind of surprised when we finally saw that NBC video because I was like, okay, this is like the first video that actually makes sense. And it was NBC. It was kind of like, this is crazy. Fire department was complaining. Everybody's complaining about these damn things. And they're like, they're just in the way. Um, you know, and it's, uh, and, and their, and their record wasn't even good. You know, their record was like, I can't remember, Marissa happened to break down the math when they were talking about it in the video. And it was like, I can't even remember. It was like, you know, 2% of the accidents a day or the 2% of the incidents a day with vehicles in San Francisco out of 400,000 cars were electric. And like, I don't know, something like 0.00012 or something was the human error or something. I don't know. But it, I know they don't have a ton of cars out, but it's like, what, you want to put more cars out with the, these bad, horrible records and numbers? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, 
Kim is going to take us to uh, a DoorDash story because I want to yes. talk about, oh. I want to make sure we have time for the other DoorDash story too because I'm curious everybody's view on this. When I chose this, I'm like, oh, John should actually probably do this story. He probably knows a lot more about it than I do. But it is a a family, a couple. I don't know whether who it is, but they live in a remote village of Alaska. And in order to get food or anything, they have to get everything flown in, including DoorDash. So this person, whenever they do an order, they order from McDonald's and they supersize the order. So this person ordered two frozen Cokes, two frozen blue Fantas, five French fries, three 20 piece nuggets and six Big Macs all to his remote village on an airplane to Alaska. So supposedly, like, this is a thing in Alaska, like the driver, I guess, picks up the order, brings it to the airport, and it gets loaded in these boxes, but they're refrigerated. So when you get your DoorDash order, it arrives cold. Yeah, the food can't taste good. Like McDonald's fries, if you don't eat them immediately, they're inedible, right? Or do you people... I wouldn't want to repeat... McDonald's oh. fries in the microwave. I was, I was just going to ask, I mean, what, an air fryer? I was going to ask John, like in the tundra, do you just kind of accept they're going to be frozen old? <laughs> so I, I lived in the city. I didn't live in the, uh, <laughs> the era, so kind of, so I'll kind of put things in a context a little bit. Um, I'm guessing these people live either in like northern Alaska, like where the oil fields are basically, or barrows, like if that makes a bell to anybody. But long story short, a place where basically if you're there, like you either settle there or like I said, it's near the oil fields where it's like only the oil companies out there, the people who work for the oil companies. Um, but they drive it. This is from Anchorage, like in the city to like a small airfield where like the, the putt putt planes or the little two engine planes fly. And uh, it's interesting because that means that there's also somebody that has to drive, that's to fly these orders. So I wonder what they're getting paid for that part of it. But uh, yeah, it's it's at least a good hour, one hour flight at least. So yeah, oh. I would. I don't know about that. I mean, uh, they got if you're a soda, you order your soda would be flat. Yeah, like <laughs> why am I eating this? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is they say in the just in the instructions for the DoorDash, it is hand food to people at the counter at the airport. Yeah, that's their I was just note. gonna say, like, what's the carbon offset of like flying McDonald's around? I'm, a, I'm assuming they're, they're transporting other things. I, I don't think it's, I just, hope it's, other plane. Plane. <laughs> it's just a McDonald's sitting, so there. they're waiting for a cargo ship to go out. And then, but you can, what do you get your Big Mac like three days later? Because that's the next cargo ship, so your Big Mac is sitting in a container for three days before you get it. No, I think they get it, but it's probably a good an hour or two wait because. So they have these small airfields where it's like just, you know, people like you and I who happen to love flying planes, decide to fly a plane like people would buy a boat. And those people, that's what I guess the part of those people who love to fly, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll fly two hours or an hour. You know, yeah, I got nothing else going on. I love it. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I love flying. Probably gonna, it's probably way more expensive than it should be because they're going to get taxed by the app. No. They're probably paying tax to somebody that actually delivered to them. It's, it's a lot of okay. Well, what 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 would you guys order if you guys live where they lived? Like you absolutely have to have it. Like you've you moved there and you're stuck there for some time. What would you order? 
would it be McDonald's? Like, I guess something fast foodish. You know, don't ask for like five course dinner here, but like, Kim, what would you ask to have sent to you from plane to a car to you? I am a McDonald's girl, so I don't know whether I think it honestly would be if, if there's no fast food. I would definitely think it would be like McDonald's for. Big Macs, like nuggets. I would probably go their whole route they went. I don't know though. I'd be weirded out by the cold fries. Like you can't <laughs> microwave fries. So then you would have to put it in like I don't know the oven. Why would you order fries? Out? Wouldn't you just learn not to? So think about this from the perspective of somebody who's grown up in a remote village. You don't know what the fries are supposed to taste like. You don't know what the burger is supposed to taste like. That's a good point. So, like, I would this, imagine this you'd eat the soggy fries. Burger like, is the people best like you've ever had in your like life. Crap. Like, oh, you, you probably your parents told you it was good. Your brother told you it was good. Like everybody told you this is what good food tastes like. So yeah. you come to the city and see you've been boozled your entire life. Yeah. Tony actually has a good point. Um, wouldn't it make more sense yeah. just to fly to the McDonald's? <laughs> that is true. You, you'll get, get more. Order, yeah. You get it fresh. You get to spend a whole day in the city. If, if you fly to the city, you don't want McDonald's. Or maybe you do. I don't know. If I Chipotle, if there's no, like, ooh. I'll take a burrito. Yeah. Uh, if 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 I can get a burrito uh, flown to me, I'll I'll take that. No problem. I like Derek's answer here. If the preserve, <laughs> but like a really really nice <laughs> pizza pie. Yeah, yeah. Fly that bad boy there because I can always like reheat that in the oven. Go pizza yeah, is that would be like, like a Papa yeah. Murphy's. Yeah. <laughs> Like a delicious pie that's done right. Even Why if wouldn't it's cold, you just like, not cook it? Just send it not cooked. I mean, for a pizza, yeah, I'd send me a take. Wait, 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 wait. I'm ordering to get eat. I don't, I'm not ordering. Wait, but well, this is that Instacart? It's take a day to get to you, man. <laughs> it better be cooked. But pre, was it pre, pre-prepared? What do you call it? Prepared foods? I mean, I guess like where I live, you can DoorDash. You can DoorDash by walking. Yeah. <laughs> for those that don't know, I mean, you can. I don't know yeah. what you get for orders. You can bike. You can, you can do it on uh, scooters. scooters. You can do it in your car. One but year, maybe yeah. up there they've got like, uh, you know, like pu- puddle hoppers. <laughs> like those, like those people who have planes can like sign up and they and you get like DoorDash flight. Kim, <laughs> did they say how much they paid for the service? No, they did not. <laughs> say any of that in the article unless i miss it somewhere so, no. so it was it looks like when i looked at the tiktok hold on i'm trying to pull this up uh it was from the the driver the person who delivered it and it showed what they got paid so i was kind of curious i saw a tip on there it's like they got three bags gosh i can't even 250 base pay gosh work come on uh, I think they got paid about. I think there's a decent tip on there. I just can't get this to stop. I'm going to need to. Two fifty base paid in the middle of wilderness. <laughs> like, well, come on, at least come on. There's Maybe there's a hidden four dollars. <laughs> yeah, hidden. Oh man, I flew over tip. here. This is all I got. Don't get it delivered. <laughs> so the tip was twenty one eighty. That's what it showed. Twenty one eighty tip. Was the tip? Yeah, it was all a tip. Dude, I wonder how mad you'd be if you were like flying this and you got tip baited. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, like fly it's back. Funny. It's not even you funny. just fly it's back. It's kind of funny. You're like I'm gonna kill that guy. I can't believe I did this, guy. <laughs> They're like watching our videos, going, "Man, you guys got it so easy. Shut up." <laughs> you ever fought a grizzly bear? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
like that video that Hannibal had the rat on your food. Yeah, right. Like grizzly bear on your food. <laughs> or the guy Love who habit. orders KFC who lives in like you know up a dirt road that you got to park your car at the bottom. And it's all oh. wooded and outskirt Alaska, and you're like walking KFC. <laughs> you know what? I would ask for Popeyes if I was there and I had in a Popeyes, while. Really? Say, yeah, yeah, Popeyes. Yeah, spicy chicken. Get some of that Cajun fries. Yeah, that'll be. You want nice. no I, to go I'm, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm hungry right now. I'm talking, but that sounds good right now. Yeah, get that flown to me. So was the last Hannibal thing there for a week for for Popeyes, I can't remember. He Hannibal, were you there? Oh, the roaches? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that one. Don't know. I don't <laughs> want that store. The other stores that don't have the roaches. Right. You got to remember these. There were ones that were incident years apart, but they all took place in Detroit. Oh, it's okay. it's Delhi, Michigan. Delhi, 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 Delhi. Detroit. <laughs> yeah, Michigan. No, no Popeyes. There. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> I mean, so. This is the last one that we have for tonight. That's I don't know. We I don't think we discussed it at all last week, and I, I know we didn't. In fact, because I don't think it came out till Friday was the first time I saw it. But um, what's up with this uh, DoorDash iPhone users being charged more? It's crazy. It's yeah, crazy because I've seen a lot of the different amounts, but I'm finally seeing a new article today where it's it range it ranges from eight to thirty two percent more. Yeah. yeah, because because they think that we earn more uh, as we we but yeah, iPhone users, all of On us. Average, Steve, you an iPhone guy? Yeah, you iPhone guy. I think you're. I, I think we're all, you're, you're all, all iPhones. Yeah. I'm Android. Uh, yeah. but I don't I'm think you, you know these days. Let's be honest, an Android people. costs the same as an iPhone. <laughs> a, a, right. brand, a brand new Android is not cheap. A brand new Android need, is the same price as an iPhone, almost. I need to do that. I need, I was thinking about actually doing an experiment on my own. Like I got to find some. I got to find an Android. But what they're um, also stating, it's not even just iPhone versus Android. From what I was reading and the articles I've been reading and researching, it's also Dash Pass versus non-Dash yes. Pass customers. Like there's this hidden fee that they're charging oh, yeah. Dash Pass customers on the iPhone on the iPhone versus yes. the Android, which is absolutely ridiculous. And some of the ones that you see in the articles and they put them side by side, like you would think since you pay for dash pass, it should be like so much cheaper, right? So all these fees are discounted, no delivery fee. It was like one of the comparisons was like 80 cents between someone who didn't have dash pass and someone who did. I was just going to say, so the, one of the complaints, um, also says that members of DoorDash's Dash Pass program are more likely to be charged an expanded range fee That's what it's called. than non-subscribers. Dash Pass costs $9.99 a month and waives your delivery fees on eligible eligible orders. But yeah, so it's um range fee. But range, yes. this thing sounds to me like something that they made up once they realized that we caught on that iPhone people are being charged for. Right, <laughs> like, well, that's under the range fee thing. <laughs> Making range fake fees fee. up, and, <laughs> and they, some of the some of the I guess tests that they administered where they had the iPhone right next to the restaurant compared to the um, Android, and they and the iPhone was still getting charged the range fee. I was like, wait a minute, the phone, according to the phone, it's right next to the restaurant. Why is it getting charged more? Um, and I guess the conclusion is that they think the reason why it's happening is because 
iPhone people, or like people who have iPhones get paid more to make more money? First of all, who who thought of that? Who, who came with that idea? Yeah, like iPhones because it's a popular phone. I don't know if it's people who have iPhones make more money. I mean, who has? I don't know. Didn't see that uh, study, but um, it doesn't look good for DoorDash. I'll say that. No, the no. U.S. District Court in Maryland, the suit is asking for $1 billion in relief. $1 billion. $1 billion. Yeah. But yeah, also, <laughs> all DoorDash said it's 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 BS. It, it's, it doesn't happen. It's not real. It's not real. They have yeah. to say that. Dude, how are they not? Oh, my bad. He caught me. <laughs> you can't come out and go, you caught us. <laughs> You're good. You're good. You noticed good. that? Can you we imagine you iPhone Android people talk? So we just yeah, they assume that they don't. <laughs> Can you like the press person who works for DoorDash and like if this comes and they're like, not again? Are you kidding me? How am I going to spin this a different way? Like they're running out know. of options. How to spin it in a positive manner? How did they keep get, get away with that for so long? I don't yeah, even. They got I, away with it I think I'd go out in a blaze of glory if I was the DoorDash press guy. I would just go out there and be like, "Look, guys, you know what's going on. We're stealing from you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clearly fucked. This will be my last speech. So let me lay it all in the line. <laughs> like, come on, guys. We're trying to make a profit here. Stop cutting off our arms. <laughs> Can't but get it from let's, Android let's people. Remember <laughs> that DoorDash, and I'm not kidding. DoorDash was caught twice. In, in one year, twice, for stealing on grand scale levels, your tips. So they got, got, got caught once, went through this whole process of being like these training classes and executive stuff and that they had to sit through. And this is how you don't steal your driver's <laughs> tips. You don't be a bad person. You know, they went through all this stuff. And then like two months later, they did it again, bigger than the first time. I mean, yeah. so like how much credit are we giving this company? They've already stolen uh, our tips twice. I would blame it on the trading. It was poor trading, apparently. Right. Well, my I'm guessing they just keep, you know, even even if it starts sounding stupid and isn't relative, they just keep saying it like independent contractor. Well, but you you're charging the customers more, but it's because they're independent contractor drivers. <laughs> like <laughs> doesn't make any sense, dude. That'll be their next thing. It was the drivers charging it, not us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. This It just seems like, you know, the, these are the reasons that I believe, like, why again, I'm not looking for a ton of laws and legislation because I think it just over the years will become so nightmarish. But why is there no oversight? Why is there not somebody who, once they stole the second time, decided let's have a committee that watches DoorDash real closely? There should be probably the some type of comment. thing, yeah. What's put, up the last, put up the last comment. It's actually kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, mean, I don't know. The first time I saw that, I don't know why I saw Waffle House press secretary, but same. <laughs> it's always a problem. I mean, I don't know. I you know, I'm just like if 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 I hadn't heard a bunch of bad and I'd never knew about them stealing tips and stuff. I would question this article a little more. I'd be like, and all the ones I've seen, like, really, are they though? Or did you just catch a couple of bad examples or what's going on here? I'd want to deep dive it more. It's sad that when I see this right away, I know it to be true. It don't look good. It looks like it's It sad, does not look so. good because the examples, and, and this is every, like, I can't even tell you how many people and how many publishers actually published this over the past, yeah. like, five days. 
everybody and the examples everybody but the example that they show are so crystal clear and cut and dry yeah. and here's the proof like good luck in court doordash i am so, so what's the excuse it was a programming error our bad yeah there's something wrong with the code Damn I don't guy. even know if they've given you, like, you, you. You blame the engineer. Or you... Yeah, this is damn Gary over here. I, I mean, don't I don't know what he's doing. He, although he likes iPhone users. He probably... Okay, here's the here here's the Do DoorDash vehemently denied the allegations. So quote unquote, DoorDash does not charge more based on the type of phone you use. Period. The company said in a statement, oh, yeah. any allegations, <laughs> any allegations that we are that we deliberately charge iPhone and Android users differently or charge Dash Pass members um, or expanded range fee is blatantly false and completely ridiculous. We categorically reject the untrue claims in the lawsuit and look forward to vigorously fighting them. That is a lot they don't even say really like in, in vigorously defending ourselves to prove our honor because yeah. they know they got caught stealing tips twice. So they're just like, look, we're vigorously going to fight this. And, and the key word, deliberately. Yeah, we are not deliberately doing this, so they can get it out. We, some mother. We don't yeah, know about it because it's the IT department's fault. Yeah, the IT daft up. I'm we sorry. Know about it. Just, look, from all the talks Gary and I have had, I already know this about him. Like, bottom line, he would just say that they all they need to do is claim beta mode. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's in beta mode. I mean, the computer did it. We didn't do it. So damn AI. You know, and sorry we stole your tips a bunch, and you know we're <laughs> yeah, working on that. Completely. See, the playbook is you ask for forgiveness, <laughs> never permission. I need to make a commercial that that where I'm wearing all DoorDash top to bottom, and just here at DoorDash, we're working on finding a single individual who has a moral compass. <laughs> we can find one by the end of this year. If we do, we will make sure they move quickly up the corporate ladder and try and bring us all some peace and harmony. And and maybe we can find a way to not steal from you guys anymore and treat you a little better. Yeah. Well. Since it's not brain surgery and we're just bringing you some food, seems like there's enough money to go around. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder, though, if they, this is so conspiracy theory, but I wonder if they have all these hidden fees or they're, I'll say taking for the lack of a better word money from people and they do this knowing that even if they get sued they're like yeah you have the money Just go ahead sue us whatever like and, like they know about it but they're still gonna get sued so like yeah, we have the money it's right here I mean a billion dollars is nothing a billion dollars that's well a lot of times it's like the math is okay if we do this unscrupulous thing, we could make three hundred million. How much would it cost if we get sued? Fifty million. Yeah, yeah, but well, but then again, but then again, look at two hundred million between the whole Flex Association, Lyft, Uber, DoorDash, Instacart, all of them to to fight AB five and make Prop twenty two. All of them, two hundred grand, a billion in this lawsuit. Yeah. Is a lot of money. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of money, guys. That's uh, well, I mean, even for these big companies, that's a lot of money. I mean, going back to the math, can they settle? Can they settle for a hundred million? That's no, no. 
<laughs> I was already not, not gonna take a hundred. It got to, it got to be something close to it. Plus, I mean, like, why would if you are on the opposing side, why would you ever settle with DoorDash? Because you, I mean, you're already gonna be able to go into court. It's not sealed. You can go into court and use against them the fact that they've twice stolen from their drivers. I mean, that's how I'd open it up. I'm not a lawyer, but not. so I'd be like, look, guys, I don't even know why we're here. These guys should be in jail. Are we doubting that they did this? Because look, they stole all this money from these poor drivers and then they did it again. And now they found this and you're questioning if, if they did it or if it was and just now they're stealing money from the customers. So you steal money from the drivers. You steal money from the customers. Like Again, I, I'm just shocked there's no committee that's like literally until there's some laws in place that's overseeing this crap. You know, uh, like for all these companies, make a committee for each one. Like we're watching your data. That's Sorry. why I am surprised that there is not a committee. Because I mean, there's these, there's a committee, I feel like some type of oversight for every other industry. And uh day's going to come. Don't know yeah, because Because you know, if you watch the movie Snowden, like when you're done watching Snowden, if you've never seen it, I mean, it won't be really a spoiler, but when you're done watching, you're like, holy crap, dude, like there is nothing they can't fix and figure out. Well, yeah, there is. They can't even figure out the algorithm of Uber and DoorDash and how bad they're ripping people off. So what what can the NSA do? <laughs> Don't shut down my YouTube channel, NSA. I'm sure that you could do that, but it's not worth it. My point is, worth, go is that after the real yeah. criminals over there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> go after DoorDash, Uber, all the big guys. I'm just saying, after watching that kind of movie, I'm I think nobody gets away with anything. And then I keep seeing stuff like this, and I'm like, really? Because seems like everybody gets away with stuff, you know. Unless it's like people like us, people like us, we get in trouble. Yep. You know, how dare you steal something? dude they're stealing from everybody <laughs> and they're ripping off their customers and they're lying to them and they're judging your phone but again i'll go back to like john like i mean you have an android like a new android is not cheap well, that's why i have a three-year-old android right but i think that they're pretty damn close i think a brand well, new iphone probably, right yeah, now, eight, these phones eight, are the, these phones are the same um so it is weird that that this is happening but I yeah. think it's an idea. They have some information. They think that iPhone users either make more money or willing to pay more money. I don't know. I'm or... just shocked they didn't think anybody would talk. <laughs> we, we, usually iPhone people don't talk to Android people because we look at their green bubble and we just well, judge them. According to the article, it got found out because it was a father and their sons and they were comparing yeah. like their There's phones. There's lots of people they... who are doing the comparisons. Yeah. yeah. They were they they figured it out. Yeah, I mean that's that's my point is that if you just have an Android person with you, you can figure it out, open it up, right? I mean, maybe not now. Maybe they've fixed it. They probably yeah, they probably they probably sneaked uh, change some code around. Like they go onto us. But um, but I say this yeah. with like all all of the companies, no matter what it is, like we have to take at face value that they're honest companies and they're giving us what we think we should get you know what i'm saying like how do we know exactly what the customer's tip is that they put in the 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 companies filter it to us like we're taking on face value that they're doing the right thing and that's coming to us and that's how we're getting paid and we yeah. don't know for sure we'll never know for sure yeah, yeah. 
That's why if, and if they, if, you know, if they were willing to take the risk of the tips and if they wanted to refund somebody, I would come up with a much tougher policy to get tips reversed, make it very hard on the customer, but doable clearly if there's a reason and whatnot. But I think that it needs to just, you know, again, transparency, just show it up front. You know, you take a screenshot and that's what you're going to get paid. If there's an argument later, that's what the platform. I mean, I know they claim independent contractor status, but we don't have the right to deal with that customer directly after the job is done anyway. So therefore they have to have some responsibility level. I mean, they just do. So I feel like it should be like, hey, if you want to allow tip baiting and you're going to allow this person to put in 20 bucks and a $2 base pay and then remove the 20 bucks, if you showed me 22, I'm getting paid 22. You do what you want. If you want to refund them 20 bucks, go ahead. That's, that's your problem. Right. But you got to pay me 22. So I don't know. I'm Because I honestly, I'm not a big, Kim, I know you understand this too, because you worked a lot of years in service industry. But like, to be honest, like I, I just, it was hard for me to wrap my head around the tipping thing forever. How do you tip up front? You don't know the service. But I now know that in this space, tipping up front needs to happen. And it's just something people got to get used to. You just got to be willing to tip based on wanting the best service you can and, and what you can afford to tip and tip correctly and don't tip bait. And that's what it needs to come down to because the apps are always, they're never going to give, they don't care. We're just numbers to them, both sides. Drivers are worth less, but even customers are just numbers. They don't care about either side. You know, so it's like they just they just want the money and they just don't want to deal with any of the headaches. So in that case, I think that tip tipping needs to be a thing that's suggested you do up front. I even had an idea. I don't know if it was on here. I said it, but we're like, you know, maybe because when I was in Vegas, you could get the quicker delivery. Maybe there just needs to be a last screen that says our drivers work on tips, you know, and just have a percentage that you run DoorDash's platform on. I mean, this is how dumpling works, you know, and I know it's more independent contractorship, but you just be honest and you just have a straight up number. Here's here's the in-store or here's the in, here's McDonald's pricing, nothing jacked up. And we charge this percentage for processing and, and service fee. Okay, fair enough. You know, that's what they're going to charge on top of that. And then on the final screen, it says, you know, um, drivers work based on tips only. Um, and then it says, you know, Hey, do you want it in, in the next hour? Tip seven bucks. Do you want it in the next third, you know, like 40 minutes tip 10 bucks. Do you want it in the next 20 minutes tip 15 bucks and then start moving those out based on tip amounts. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's not a, a, the only solution out there, but it's one I've come up with that I thought, man, you know, but I mean, cause we pretty much, let's be honest, we do work on tips, but unfortunately <laughs> it'll never work with DoorDash's hidden tips. They're gonna even if you say you're gonna tip your driver making us up twenty bucks, the driver is still only gonna see six seventy five, seven seventy five. So the driver still yeah. won't know that it's the amount that the customer put in. Hence transparency. Yeah, I mean we could always have Black Wolf app deliver the pizzas and pull their guns out at the door. And be like, What'd you tip me? <laughs> If I get tip baited, I will be back here in 10 minutes. <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I know where yeah. you live. <laughs> There's probably no tip baiting happening at a Black Wolf uh, ride share. I would hope not.
Yeah. Um, but before we get out of here, let's, uh, John, what do you got going on? I was watching your video today from, I think, yesterday. Yeah, the Walmart Spark videos. Man, I've been in a backlog. I got a lot of stuff I want to put out. So uh, I actually might get back to just doing some live streams and just talking about it just because there's a lot of uh, a lot of fun topics, a lot of stuff to get out. But, uh, you know, editing is a process. But still Spark focused. So you're doing most, most, spark of your, focus. most of your work is Spark, right? Yeah, I would say most of my work is Spark. There's some times where I get out there and just, you know, we'll turn on the Uber Eats. But I would say probably easily 80 to 90 percent spark maybe 10 to 20 percent uber eats and when when are the waymo rides starting because we got to count on john to do one i got to get one so actually matter of fact <laughs> i was pulling this up earlier to see the map you know to kind of show you what so this is the uh yeah because i saw that was mentioned like that it's only somebody had said back there a little bit ago that it's only a certain area maybe it's christopher taylor yeah so you can kind of see that like where that little blue dot is where i'm outside of their area and then that big you know, area that they are. So I got to go out of my way to get to a, a way more area. So, cause, cause is, team, is it John. still what Christopher Taylor's saying here? It's a one mile grid. So uh, the design of Phoenix roads is that it's basically every mile. It's like basically Phoenix is on a grid system. So you see if I can zoom this in, but like all of our roads, if you can see that there on uh, kind of see like, it's like a tic-tac-toe grid board. Like everything is just left to right up and down. Yeah. You can see like the yellow lines, kind of. Let me see if that is the highway, but everything else, everything in Phoenix is basically on a big grid system. Right. So they, that's why they, 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 but even with Uber, they're guys. not upping the area. Uh, so they do have it, but it's just all centralized. Everywhere that it's not is probably either outside of the central city or, yeah, pretty much outside of the central city. So right now they have it the way most specifically downtown phoenix scottsdale uh tempe we're basically around campus and uh pretty much downtown chandler so they just the busiest parts of the city so so if i go to downtown phoenix i'll use that ride there good luck i mean yeah dude let's <laughs> let's see i want to see one man i want to you know i i and if you can videotape it, I couldn't videotape mine. And all these people are videotaping all the cruise ones in in San Francisco. So, but those are even driverless. I don't understand what's going on. Not supposed but, to tape it, but there's an app for everything. Yeah, but everybody's taping. Mean, there's no driver in the cruise one, so who cares if it says no videotape? Everybody's videotaping it. <laughs> so well, they gotta find the video, and deactivate me. Yeah. So, um, but Kim, uh, how about you? Um. Well, I'll, I'll answer the comments. So a video I put out this week, it was I had order that was my worst experience I've ever had as a driver since I started in 2018. Um, so you can go check that out. It was a disaster of an order. Um, so I say what I, well, I don't think I did anything wrong. But anyway, say what you can learn from my own experience if it ever happens to you that is in the same position I was in. Um, other content is coming out probably at some point, either I'll say probably later, well, earlier next week, maybe over the weekend, I'm still working on it. Um, we have Money Hungry on Wednesday nights and this Wednesday UDM is joining us as our guest. Oh, so yeah. please uh, join nice. us on Wednesday and see UDM. Um, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm actually really excited about that. 
Um, I'm trying to think about, oh, my camera just went out of focus. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I think that's that's really it. I just feel like it's like one thing after another, after another, after another. Zach and I are thinking about doing another live together on Tuesday nights. Um, on Tuesday night, so I we just don't know which channel. I think it's going to be on his channel, but we're going to be doing another Tuesday night Let's live together. I think that's so good. it's not it's not the, quite the rumors that everybody else thought. You guys aren't like hooking up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Married. <laughs> 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 I just wanted you to leave it. Are you at, are you kidding me? So that Zach heard that and thought, man, I'm, like, I'm not a bad looking guy. Like, <laughs> um, but Hannibal, what do you got going on? <laughs> uh, actually, this Memorial Day weekend is going to be really busy with the dog stuff. So I'll be mostly hanging out with the dogs. Um, I have a video coming out. I think tomorrow about para the new positive flagging feature um i think it's pretty cool uh you know because usually with the flagging is usually something negative something's terrible happening but you know it's good to have a catalog of positive experiences whether it's a great parking situation or a great merchant like you have that kind of catalog there instead of you know i think a lot of us the pros are probably either having a, a the log in their head or they're writing it down but it's good to have it on an app to know oh this, this spot had a really good parking situation. Maybe I'll take that order compared to the, you know, dealing with somewhere that's a terrible situation. So have that uh, video out. And I'm probably filming a video this weekend for next week. But uh, yeah, so just look out for that one. Check out the Power App. Yeah. And then Steve, Steve knows a little bit about it too. So yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, there's GigCon in August. Yes. Um, so Steve is, uh, well, you, well, Steve, you're, you're doing great. Pedro's crazy. He's running mile, 100 <laughs> miles per hour, uh, getting together, getting us all together. There are going to be some a lot of surprises for this GitCon, a lot of surprise people showing up. Um, I, nothing's public yet, but it's going to be kind of cool. Uh, the kind of people we're bringing together and all different panels and all different uh, uh, booths that are going to be there, it's going to be something special. So, uh, you know, keep a lookout. I'm sure Pedro will be dropping a lot of details on his channel. And I guess our channel as well, right, Steve? Yeah, of course. And the and the day after too. So for those wondering, because I mean it's a one day event, but for those wondering, um, on the day after, um, I it's been in the works, but it is it, it's solidified um, that we're gonna. I was gonna present it tomorrow night, but I'm gonna put it out there tonight. Um, on Saturday, we're gonna do a two and a half hour thing in the afternoon where you'll you'll get lunch provided hopefully by this is the part we're working on but i i got i locked down the people that need to be involved we're going to have um uh stephanie vigil who was the drafter of the of the bill here in colorado we're going to have some of the members of the dry, the rideshare company that is co-op and we're going to have uh, a member or two of the union we're going to have um uh sergio david um, anybody, obviously everybody who's involved, if you want to come, what it is, it's basically a brainstorming kind of town hall. Cause I hear town halls sometimes, but you can't do virtual town halls. Town halls have to be in person. So it's going to be like a town hall where we, we're actually like brainstorming with Stephanie on how to approach legislation this next time around. There's going to be a couple other things offered there as well, but I think that this is going to be huge. And I'm encouraging every creator to come to this and live stream it. 
on every channel because you know it'll be like that part it'll be like 90 minutes um there's gonna be a little curry thing going on where i have a couple of the curry people coming nice. um and uh yeah and so they're gonna I invited them and I invited a couple others and I'm waiting to hear back. But the only people I invited are companies that provide 100% transparency up front and are honest. So nice. I, I was going to leave Saturday, but once you announce your thing, I'll leave Sunday. Yeah. One I mean, more day away from the family. I know. I no, I'm going to be really sad, but you know, I gotta <laughs> hang out with my boy, Steve. I got yeah. some of the other man. Yeah. It's Colorado, man. So. Um, but anyway, guys, that's the first weekend in August. Um, I would, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I think both, both days are probably going to be different and both days are going to be worth checking out. So, um, second reason to stay if you're coming. So, um, and, uh, yeah. And then we have a, um, I can't give this away yet, but I can give away part of it. We, we have a scavenger hunt planned with a huge prize for one person at the end well it'll be for two but for one person at the end of it so only one person woods. will be able to get it it'll be scavenger hunt it'll be all kinds of different options to earn points um and the points the highest points at the end of saturday night will win a um we're deciding how big the prize can be at the moment like that's kind of what it the big part of it'll be but uh it's it should be a great prize for you and a guest so like you and your significant other or whatever but it can only be won by one person do i have so. to take down a bear or something no no okay. everything's Not gonna be fun sure. in the city it's kind of gonna be a way to learn the city you can choose okay. different ways to earn your points you know like you know, know, the that we talked about is like you know everybody takes a, a picture or you know as many pictures as they want around Denver, but we have a lot of cool stuff like just to take pictures of that are weird, um, you know, things that people built around town or, you know, weird paintings on the side of buildings that aren't like tags. They're actually really done outdoor murals and other things and architecture. Nice. And if everybody could submit only one picture, so if you take a hundred, you got to look through and pick your best one that you think other people would vote for. And the winner would get like 500 points. Oh, okay. That's cool. So for that one thing, like who, what was the coolest picture, but only everybody can only submit one, you know? And so it's like, you'll earn the points and then the points will go to, and we were talking about doing different, a bunch of different prizes, but instead doing one big prize that I think people will really get on board with and love it. Um, I cannot announce it yet, but uh, I don't I'm even do announce it tomorrow, but by next week. Nice. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. And I think that this is a great idea for Stephanie too, because she is new to this stuff. She is a gig worker. And whether or not we see eye to eye, this is kind of something about my podcast too. I say it all the time. I have people on I don't see eye to eye with all the time. However, as long as there's no union trickery, and to be honest, I'm really going to be happy. All right, Stephanie's in. She's fully in. She's stoked about it. Um, but I'm going to be interested to have, I'm going to host it and she's going to be the main draw, but um, I'm interested to have a couple of union members there. Um, Cause I got some questions for him. Nice. <laughs> I mean, in a nice way, I just want to know some answers. I just want to know. And, you know, and obviously um, Sergio suggested it. I've already, I I'm there with him and I've, I'm inviting him, but we're trying to invite the two holdouts too that, that stomped on the bill. Do I think they'll come? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, 
but we have the the um stephanie knows somebody at denver at the denver post so do i we do have some news media coming um and we'll work on like nine news and some other things too so it's gonna be a little event and hopefully people from different areas can bring in things they'd like to see because if you're the one thing about our bill was it wasn't related to money it was just related to transparency being honest right to a wrongful deactivation and challenge it um so it wasn't like we were too out of uh, out of uh, our way and what we were asking um so i don't know i i think that it's going to be a good discussion i think everybody that does make it out to denver should be involved you know whether you're a creator a gig worker or whatever this is something that even if you don't plan on speaking you should come to you might find yourself speaking <laughs> you know because it's it's going to be that kind of environment just everybody's going to talk and in an open setting so um yeah that's it guys uh oh, i didn't even do my closing thing right damn it so, that's a wrap so uh thank you everybody for watching thanks for watching on the replay and until next week be safe and earn smart um use gary's apps use para and uh peace y'all and good night <laughs>